0: Holly G with the Golf Insiders. We are a week away from the PGA Tour playoffs, but uh, a big tournament last week, completing Sunday at the St. Jude Invitational World Golf Championship. TPC Southland and Abraham answer. he said it was crazy, just simply crazy, that he came out on top in that playoff, and it's uh, always fun to have Bob Herrick from ESPN.com with us to break it all down. Wild day on Sunday, Bob.
1: Sure was. It was a lot of backing up, Uh, you know. uh,
0: Harris English, minus 20. Looked like he was running away with it.
1: Yeah, he had it pretty – it looked like he had it locked down. And, you know, Hideki was nine strokes back starting the final round and got into a playoff. Um. So that tells you something. I mean, he he got into a playoff with a seven under sixty three. So that tells you that uh, that there was some backing up occurring and uh, just a lot of shocking mistakes down the stretch for such a high profile tournament.
0: The TPC Southland, um, really looking like a beast uh, on Sunday, and you know we saw some remarkable. Um, Miss hits from the players, and uh, you know Harris English doubling the two part threes on the back side. Uh, Bryson was out of sorts. It was uh, you know, but like the course really was showing some teeth.
1: Yeah, it was. I mean, it, uh, it's, what's interesting is, is that's a course these guys know. You know, it's been a tour course for you know 30 years, and. And before it was a world golf event, it was just a regular tour stop, and a lot of those guys played it. So it's not like it was something that caught them off guard or they hadn't seen, or you know, certainly you know, it's been played in the summer mostly uh, in the hot part of the summer. Um, and so it just kind of you know, Sunday it chose to get windy, and uh, it looked like you know a little stormy uh, for a while, and the wind picked up, and and it caused them fits.
0: Abraham answered, you know, he's been lurking around leaderboards a lot this season. He's 30 years old. He becomes the fourth player from Mexico uh, to win on the PGA Tour. This is a guy that everybody was just waiting to break through, uh, Bob. And, um, you know, this uh, this was really a special moment for him.
1: Sure was. I mean, he's... He's established himself as a top player, um, you know, a guy to look at. He had won the Australian Open a few years ago, which, you know, is easy to kind of forget. Um, and uh, and he was
0: a star in the President's Cup in 2019.
1: Yeah, he did. He had a nice week for them. Of course, he got beat by Tiger in singles the last day. But, but he um, gave
0: them a good match, as I remember. Yep,
1: yep he did. And, um, you know, he was a good player for them, and he's, look, he's a solid player who, who probably needed this kind of validation, you know, to win a world golf that really helps. Um, and while he needed some help, he also played a good final round and he had a great shot on that second playoff hole uh, to set up the birdie that won it for him. So uh, it was a, uh, you know, it was a good, a, a good coming out party for him.
0: And as uh, you often point out that WGC brings the best of the best in terms of the fields. The only uh, top player missing from from uh, the St. Jude was John Rahm. So he can also feel uh, pretty proud about the the players he, he came out on top of.
1: Yep, yeah, that's right. I mean, there weren't too many top 50 guys not playing. <clears throat> it was actually an impressive showing. Uh, turnout when you consider that it was the week after the Olympics. And you know, nineteen players from Tokyo were there, which um, was a tough turnaround,
0: yeah, including so, they they said something about having to fly back through fourteen time zones. talk talk about some jet lag,
1: yeah, exactly. It was fourteen, you know, fourteen hours different, and I, I don't care who you are that it's gonna that's gonna hit you. you know, uh, Xander talked about. You know, one of the days, the way he was looking at it was like it was like he was teeing off at two in the morning on his body clock. You know, and yeah. and uh, uh, you know that's it, it's just no matter no matter what kind of luxurious travel you have or or how good a shape you're in or what you try to do, it's going to catch up with you. And sure enough, I mean, except for Hideki, really, none of the guys who played in the Olympics, you know, had much. You know they were running on fumes mostly, and uh, um, you know uh, an answer too. Uh, but but I mean they it was just a it was a tough ask, and uh, then it was you know obviously it's very hot in Memphis, very humid, and that takes its toll. So it's kind of tough timing to have that event the week after the Olympic Games that were you know half the world away.
0: Again, hats off to Hideki. Uh, he was in that seven-way playoff for the bronze. Uh, a lot of pressure on him, you know, and an expectation to possibly win an Olympic gold medal uh, in, in his home country. And you know, coming after the Masters, I mean, that would have just made him an all-time rock star uh, in in yes. Japan. But then he, you know, backs it up with this with this playoff. And again, he was nine shots out and shoots sixty-three. Uh, you know, just a remarkable play.
1: Yep, absolutely. You know, good for him. And you know, maybe Hideki deals with it better because he's used to it. Um, you know, traveling from from home over back to here. And uh but it was a good, you know, it was another another good tournament for him, two in a row. And you know, he really hadn't done much since the Masters. So um, you know, maybe that gets him on track. It'll be interesting to see if he's a factor in the playoffs.
0: It sure will. Uh, some other news on Sunday, which in your story you noted was dubious history-making. See Woo Kim, a 13 on the par 3, number 11. ONG Bob.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Five balls in the water on a hundred and sixty yard hole, four of them from a drop zone that was less than 100. Um, but, you know, look, that, that whole game, guys, fits. You know, Bryson tripled it. You know, Harris English doubled it. Um, it there had only been six balls in the water there through Saturday. And, and Sunday, the wind picked up, and I guess where the pin was, it just, it just caused fits. I mean, a bunch of guys hit it in the water there. And, and uh, but, you know, woo a 13, I mean, at some point, you just say, all right, I'm going to hit this in the middle of the green. You know uh from a hundred yards but he just kept missing you know so uh and look I was I'm always amazed when somebody has a score that high and they're able to break eight he still shot seventy
0: eight yeah that was pretty, impressive pretty
1: pretty amazing you know he was eight over par despite being you know what was he he was ten over par on one hole so right. um you know pretty uh that's uh that's 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 tough to, to to get us back together after doing something like that.
0: Uh, simultaneously, there was a there was another event, the uh, Barracuda Championship out in uh, California. Eric Van Ruen wins his first PGA Tour title. Tell us a little bit about him.
1: Yeah, South African golfer who's been sort of knocking on the door for a while. Um, if I'm not mistaken, he played college golf at the University of Minnesota. Wow! So uh, that are, there's a bit of a South Africa to Minneapolis. Little seems a little out of the, <laughs> out of the way, but uh, you know he's been around for a little while. He's been on some leaderboards from time to time, and and you know he broke through at an opposite event, which is going to help him in a lot of ways. Obviously, he's fully exempt on tour now. It doesn't get him in the Masters, but it does. Um, you know, uh, get him a lot of other perks like, like Hawaii, uh, you know, the, the tournament of champions and, and he'll be in, he'll be in, uh, I, I believe it'll get him in the PGA championship for sure. Um, so yeah, it just puts him in a good spot and that's the beauty of those other tournaments. It gives some guys another chance to break through.
0: Yeah. And this, this one is fun, you know, because it was a modified stable third scoring system and um, you know it's nice to see these different formats mixes things up a little bit. Uh, Van Ruen jumped from 139th to 78th in the FedEx Cup standings, and as you pointed out, the top 125 uh, go to the playoffs. So uh, the Wyndham Championship is in uh, the first round. Bob, what are you expecting here?
1: Well, it's the last regular season event of the PGA Tour season, you know, and it sets up the playoffs, and there's a couple of guys on the bubble, or, you know, Adam Scott's barely in the top 125. Uh, same with Matt Kuchar. Matt Kuchar's made the playoffs every year they've existed going back to 07.
0: What a surprise.
1: Uh, so he needs to – he needs – I mean, he could make it with, you know, if, if he has a poor week, if others behind him don't do anything, but uh, – then you've got some guys on the outside like Ricky Fowler, who's 130th. He he needs to make the cut and, and, and have a, a good weekend to jump jump at least five spots. And um, you know uh, Justin Rose, who won the who won the whole thing just a few years ago, in 2018, is is also outside. So, um, you know there's there's something to play for this week at the Wyndham. And then you know there's other guys who want to improve their position. Uh, you know, if you're outside the top 100, uh, uh, you know you have a lot of work to do to get to the second event. You know, so if you can if you can move up a little bit this week, it makes it a little bit easier next week to move on to the BMW Championship. So, you know, there's some guys that are they're trying to improve their lot here, and uh, you know, I think it's sort of doing what it's supposed to do in a, in a way. It's getting guys to play this week. Um, I I think I think if they had a more even playing field last week, it would be even better. Um, to not have an event that skews things so much, but uh, I think that's what we're headed to down the road. You know, and, and these last events then become, they become a story within the story. It's not just about who wins, but it's about who advances.
0: Yeah, they sure do. So, the Wyndham Championship, which is in Greensboro. Uh, this week and weekend, is the last uh, event of the official uh, season. And then we start with the Northern Trust, which is at Liberty National in New Jersey, the BMW Championship, which is at Caves Valley uh, this year in Maryland, and then, of course, the Tour Championship at Eastlake in Atlanta. A few people confused with last week's event, the World You know, Golf Championship, FedEx Invitational, uh, because of the FedEx Cup, Bob, being the ultimate prize at the end of the Tour Championship. Uh, But this is going to change next year.
1: Yeah, it's not going to be a WGC anymore. It's going to become the first playoff event. So, um, somewhat surprisingly, uh, you know, the New York and Boston market is out of the Tour schedule, at least for now. Uh, the Northern Trust, when they went down to three playoff events, was going to alternate between the two, and um, so this is the third year of that, and it's not going back to Boston next year, which is where it would have been. So there's no, you know, no more event at TPC Boston, um, unless they, you know, unless they find another spot, unless they find another sponsor that plays a regular event there. Uh, that was a bit of a, of a surprise. I mean, so next year, the tour will not have a tournament in New York. You know, it's usually in the New York area. Yeah. Jersey City is right across the river. It's, it's moved around.
0: Prime time um, TV market, by the way. Yeah,
1: and, and no Boston and no Chicago next year either because the BMW will, is in Wilmington, Delaware next year. So, you know, it's kind of interesting how that has come about. I mean, you know, I, I, it's look. They would they go where the money is. They go where the sponsors are. But it's interesting that they are not in in you know really three of the biggest markets in the country. Uh, and two, we don't know for how long. Uh, which you know, I, I guess it's just there's it's sometimes the big markets don't work for golf. You know, there's so much going on, and it's not it's not it's not the thing in town. You know, I can tell you last week in Memphis, it was a pretty big deal. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, when when it goes to uh, – when BMW goes to Maryland next week where they don't have an annual tour stop, it'll be a big deal. Just like when the BMW has gone to Indianapolis or uh, when it went to Philadelphia a few years ago. It's are big events in those markets because they're not used to having it. Yeah. So uh, it's just kind of interesting how that's evolved, and uh,
0: and they're not uh, fighting a lot of other professional sports,
1: right? Yes, yeah, certainly. And uh, you know, I, I realize that you know, New York, Boston, especially at this time of year, you know, you got a lot going on. You got baseball coming down the wire. The NFL training camps are starting up. You know, like in Chicago, the BMW always does better when it leaves Chicago, believe it or not, than when it comes back, even though that's where its roots are. Uh, there's just so many sports um, conflicts in, in, in late August, uh, and certainly when it was in September, it was worse because you know you got you got the Bears playing on Sunday, you had Notre Dame playing on Saturday. You know it's sort of uh, the, that market is consumed with that stuff. Though, that tournament was better at Fourth of July where it used to be in the middle of the summer. But look, not every tournament can get the date it wants and. And that's how it worked out, and and it's just sort of an interesting evolution um, how how that has how that has come about.
0: Yeah, and of course, this whole push by the tour to have the season wrapped up before you know football starts, um, but that leaves us with what seems like this huge gap, Bob. Now with the last major being in July and then the Masters nine months down the road. Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah, half the PGA Tour season is played by the time they get to the Masters because they're going to start up two weeks after the Tour Championship. They're going to play nine events in the fall, and then you play, what, another 12, 13 tournaments before the Masters is starting in January. So that is like, you know... It's like 21, 22 events, and it's a 44-event season. So you're halfway done before you get to the first major. And, look, most average people, average followers of the sport don't even realize that. And in the fall, golf is being played on the PGA Tour almost in a vacuum. Uh, You know, it just gets very little attention except for the Ryder Cup. So, I mean... I could argue this both ways. I could argue that they should just take off the rest of September, or maybe you know take off a month after the Tour Championship, have you know four week stretch out, resume in October sometime and play four or five tournaments before the end of the year, or even just start up in November, you know, and play play through Thanksgiving and just have a smattering of events and wait. But the other side of it is is that the Tour is a member organization about, you know, giving its members playing opportunities. And, you know, a big part of their mission, too, is to give money to charity. And those nine markets in the fall you know, are willing to support an event. And for those markets, it's great. You know, they have people that get to go watch a PGA Tour event. So, Good you know, point. It's, kind of, it, it's kind of hard to dump on that, too. I mean... The first argument is more of a commercial sporting argument. You know, you need – the reason the NFL and college football are so popular is because people crave it. You know, it ends in February, and they talk about it. There's things going on. But, you know, when it starts back up in September, it's huge. You know, whereas in golf, we still have that because it never goes away. And so from a commercial entity, from a TV standpoint – from a big-picture standpoint, I don't think it's good to play so much. But there's the other side of it I just mentioned. You know, are you going to deny, like, you know, like, uh, I'm trying to think. Well, you know, they go overseas. For, uh, in normal years, they go overseas for three events that, a- that Asia sling, which is great because it's on TV at night here. That's part of it that I like. Um, but, you know, they've got places like Silverado and Vegas and – you know where where there wouldn't be golf otherwise necessarily. So in a way, that's good for them. I, it's 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 a it's a tough issue, and and like I said, I think I think I could argue either way.
0: Yeah, and for instance, with this opposite field event that was out in Northern California, you know that was kind of refreshing to see uh, a tournament out there. You know, beautiful golf course, uh, you know, heavily pine tree, narrow, tight. Uh, you know, just a a beautiful course.
1: It's, it's probably a subject for another day, but I, I just would prefer, if you if you want to talk about playing opportunities, have more opposite events. You know, have there be opposites against every major, against the WGCs, against the players. You know, There's an that, idea. Would, that would give you seven opposite tournaments right there. And, you know, because... Having all those extra tournaments doesn't cause the top players to play more. They're gonna play their events, you know. And so, but to to give people a break from it in terms of the sporting entity, I think would be a good thing. I mean, the idea that, uh, that two weeks after the PG, after the Tour Championship, I'm I'm gonna be writing a story previewing the next season. I mean, people move on. Right. You know, yes. They just aren't that engaged. Even the even the biggest of golf fans, I think, have a hard time being engaged. So, uh, but anyway, you know.
0: And in the summer months, we know we just can't get enough. So right, of you course.
1: Know. And that's you know, there's not as much competition. There's only really baseball. You know, uh, obviously when the Masters comes around, we get really excited about it. But you know, it's hard to be excited about thinking about the Masters in October. You know, and you're playing a season in which the Masters is going to be part of that season. I understand why they did it. You know, they didn't want to be going up against football in September. But yet, they're going to go up against football in January for a couple of weeks. You know, the biggest games in football. You know, so, you know, to me, that's worse. Uh, You know, the Hawaii events are going up against a, a weekend, you know, two straight weekends of three games each. On Saturday and Sunday six games three on Saturday three sunday and those are some of the highest rated TV programs of the year part of your audience is is it's gonna be football people who are just like look I got plenty of golf I could watch I'm gonna watch
0: the footballs well um, last last event for uh, the twenty twenty one wrap around season beginning today the Wyndham Championship is underway Throw your dart, Bob. Who, uh, who, well, I have two questions. Who do you pick to win, and who do you think needs this more than anybody to get into the playoffs?
1: I really think Ricky Fowler doesn't want to miss the playoffs. Um, you know, he's been on the verge of breaking through probably for about four or five months and just quite hasn't quite gotten over the hump. And I think from a standpoint of, if he doesn't make it, now there's, what, another month of no golf for him, you know? And, you know, I, I just think he, he's kind of at this point where he wants to get after it. So I think it's big for him to try to get in. You know, it might only mean one more event, but at least at least it uh, narrows that gap to the next season. And I just really like Webb Simpson on this course. Um, oh, yes. Not,
0: right in his backyard. Not,
1: he found a little something last week in Memphis. He hadn't been playing that well for a while. Um, he's had a great record at the Wyndham. Um, you know, so uh, it's hard to not like him this week.
0: Well, here's my pick because, uh, you know, he's my new favorite golfer. I'm going with Willie Z, Will Zalatoris, who had another good finish last week. Um, and uh, we'll see we'll see where he ends up.
1: Well, and, you know, he's not a, an official tour member, so he can't play in the playoffs unless he wins. That's right. Uh, so unless he, you know, he's, he, he has more than enough points to qualify. He's 20, He would be 26th in points. But since he does, he's not a tour member, he's not eligible for the playoffs, and the only way he can become one is to win. Now, he'll be a tour member next year. <clears throat> because he's earned enough points to be in the top 125, and that gives you status. But it doesn't do him any good right now. So, um, you know, he's kind of got an all-or-nothing thing going on this week.
0: I like that. I like that. More reason to root for him. Uh, so it's a, it's an exciting, uh, exciting week and weekend as they tee it up at the Wyndham Championship, and then we move on. To the tour championship and playoffs, very exciting time for the rest of uh, rest of the month, and then Bob, we'll be seeing who Steve Stricker is going to make for those six captain picks. Uh, yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll be waiting uh, waiting for those. <clears throat> so as always, we thank you so much for your time, Bob Herring from ESPN.com. Thank
1: you.